Hey, this is Mark Merrill, former Intercontinental Champion with the WWE. You are listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for another wrestling podcast with your hosts, Steve Credo and Jonathan Benjamin. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Steve Credo. I'm Jonathan Benjamin. And we are bringing you episode 26 today on another wrestling podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We do not only have John Hedigan, formerly known as John Morrison, currently known as Johnny Mundo, joining us in a little bit. We have other big news to talk about, Jonathan. Tell them what's happening today in the world of AWP. Well, today, the world of AWP gets a little bit, well, no, it gets a lot bit larger um, as we are now joining forces with none other than FWE, and this is going to be a huge, huge merger. That's right. Uh, For anybody not familiar with FWE, head on over to FWEWrestling.com. They are based in New York City. Uh, a great company to work with. Uh, we are going to be the media, the guys who are going to give out results, the guys who are going to go backstage and get those hard-hitting interviews. We're going to be bringing a lot of media to FWE. Jonathan, what else are we going to have in store with FWE? We're basically going to do everything that you guys want. So if you want the hard-hitting interviews, we're going to do that. If you want exclusive photos, videos, we're going to do that. If you want exclusive giveaways and free tickets, we're going to do that as well. All we ask is that you stay tuned to us, listen to the show. Also, listen to FWE, go and see their shows, and you're going to see probably 2015 is going to be a huge year for not only AWP but FWE as well. That's right. Uh, Guys, if you're in the tri-state area, we're based out of Poughkeepsie, New York. They're in New York City. The first show they have of the New Year's, February 7th at Resorts World Casino uh, down in Queens, uh, Jamaica, Queens, New York. Uh, we're going to be there, Jonathan. We're going to be there representing AWP. We're going to be there backstage. We're going to be there bringing you guys uh, a lot of exclusive interviews that nobody else will be bringing except for us. Be sure to stay tuned to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Be sure to stay tuned to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com because on our new webpage, if you head on over to the news, scroll down, you'll see FWE. Uh, we're going to be debuting a, a bonus match to give away for the fans, That a match that happened at F, an FWE event, a match that has happened at an FWE event, giving it away for free to, to let the fans know a little bit about what FWE is. Uh, a lot of great things in store with this, Jonathan. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm, I'm so excited. I've been watching FWE for a long time now. They're one of the best independent promotions out there, and uh, for us to be able to get involved with it, it's really just a dream come true. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, guys, head on over to FWEWrestling.com. When their shows are happening, we'll be having live chats. We'll be there uh, tweeting live at the show. We'll be we'll be everywhere and anywhere FWE, so uh, be sure to stay tuned to our website. Uh, a lot of big things are happening, and uh, FWE, welcome to AWP. And uh, it's a whole big uh, family of initials, I guess, right? You got it. Um, 
and and today marks a milestone for us as well. Uh, it's what what episode are we? Twenty six, baby. Twenty six. Suck on that, everybody who thought we'd just get to number one. <laughs> one and done. Nope. We're on twenty six. Staying strong. Uh, Jonathan, I mean, you listened to these twenty six episodes in the past. It's not just hey. We have uh, Joe Schmo on. We get the names on, Jonathan. We get the big names on. The people, the, the names people want to hear from. I'm sorry we didn't score CM Punk or Vince McMahon this week. Uh, they were kind of busy doing other shows. But uh, hey, we have we have a, a special treat for you tonight. You know, he's also currently the FWE Heavyweight Champion, John Morrison. Uh, but you guys might remember him right now from uh, Lucha Underground as Johnny Mundo. So stick around. We will be, uh, I don't know if we're going to have him in the studio or if we're going to have to hunt him down and uh, figure out where he is to get this interview. What do you think, John? Yeah, my, my source from earlier says that we're going to have to do some, uh, some special ops work here. But nonetheless, because we love you, our listeners, we are going to get this interview one way or another. That's right. So uh, stay tuned. In a little bit, we'll be talking to John Hennigan. John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, he's all the same guy, but you know who he is. Uh, The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Friday Night Delight, we'll be here on another wrestling podcast, so stay tuned. All right, every now and then, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I kind of think in my head when I'm going, when I'm driving around town, whenever, whatever I'm doing, I say to myself, who would win out of these matches? So... We've been privileged. We've been watching wrestling for a long time to have seen some of the greatest dream matches of all time, matches that no one thought would ever happen. Um, We got to see, and and some people are going to groan and moan about this, but we saw Rock Hogan at WrestleMania 18, one of the the biggest dream matches, I think, of all time. And then more recently, we saw John Cena versus The Rock. And for a lot of people, that was a an, another dream match. So uh, my question to you is, do you have any of those dream matches that you can think of that you would like to still see? Um, even if it's a little, you know, I mean, Andre the Giant versus Big Show. Andre's obviously passed away, but it's still a dream match. And we're going to get to the bottom of who we think would win in those matches. Yeah, I think that's the probably the greatest thing about being a fan, a pro wrestling fan, a mark, if you will. Uh, you, you guys grew up on this. You've always, you know, you grew up on certain people. Uh, for me, it was Hogan and Warrior. You know, you grew up uh, watching. Now, we're watching Cena and Ziggler uh, pretty much, you know, in, in today's era. Uh, not comparing the two for two, but, I mean, you have these two guys at the top of their prime. Who would win? Versus somebody back uh, back back in the day in their prime, and that's that's always the fun part of thinking about. Um, I mean, right now the biggest thing going, which I think we're probably going to end up getting, is Sting versus Taker, uh, WrestleMania. That's probably going to be the last dream match. Maybe I don't know how great of a match it could be, but if you put these two guys in their prime before we even get this match, maybe uh, do you think? I don't know. Do you think it'd be it'd be something worth seeing maybe ten years ago? Yeah, I think that ten years ago would have been great. I think that now it's you know I think that they'll get a good match if it happens, but it's not going to be what it would have been. And um, you know it has to be Crow Sting versus possible like Ministry of Darkness Undertaker for it to really 
work. And yeah. I know it was kind of a similar gimmick, if you will, but I mean, at, at the time, I will admit that there was nothing hotter in WCW than Sting that was trying to be the crow. So <laughs> I think it would be a good, a good match. And ultimately, I would see The Undertaker win that match um, just because Undertaker was the more even even when Sting was that popular, Undertaker was even more popular. I feel. Yeah, I I don't really I hate this the crow gimmick. Uh, it worked for the crow. It shouldn't really work for Sting. Sting was awesome when he was you know the regular Sting. You know with the the fancy face paint, um, the blonde hair, the weird old jackets. I don't even know what they have a name for those jackets, but you know the sequence on them and whatnot. I like that Sting honestly, but um, Sting versus Taker today. Man, I don't. It's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna miss a lot of things that sh- could have been. You know what I mean? Uh, Ten years too late, twenty years too late. Uh, these guys in the prime probably would have put on one hell of a match. Now we have two guys who are pretty much in a shell of their old selves. Uh, you know, wrestling. Sure, we're gonna mark out seeing it. Wow, Sting versus Taker stepping in the ring. It'll be awesome to see. But like I said, you know, it's it's not going to be that, you know, 10-star quality kind of match, you know. But if I had to pick anybody, I mean, you pick Taker. I don't see Sting walking in and winning uh, a WrestleMania match against Taker, especially since Taker just lost at WrestleMania, uh, losing his streak. I don't see Taker going down twice twice uh, um, at a Mania uh, so yeah, I, I would even agree with you. I, I would think we would see Taker win this, but how is the question? And uh, will it will it really disappoint? Is the the bigger question? So I don't know. There's so many other matches though. What are, what are some uh, good uh, dream matches we could talk about? Well, I mean, I think that a lot of people, whenever someone comes in, they start to say, "Oh, this person kind of reminds me of that person," or this, that, and the other thing. And one of the people that you mentioned earlier is Dolph Ziggler, and I think that he is on fire right now. He's been one of the most reliable uh, characters since being in WWE, and I think that he could have put on good matches with almost anybody out there. Um, the couple of people that I would like to see him go up against are no longer with us, but um, – I think that Dolph Ziggler versus Mr. Perfect would be uh, one for the ages, as well as Dolph Ziggler versus Rick Rude. Wow. Uh, great, great matches. Uh, definitely would love to see it. I think what's great about video games nowadays is that, you know, especially with 2K15 out right now, 2K14, 13, 12, whatever, any of those wrestling games, you could pretty much have these dream matches. And uh, it's not the same thing, I know, but uh, it's the only closest thing you'll ever get to actually having it. But, I mean... Uh, Ziggler definitely, definitely versus Mr. Perfect would be an awesome match. Both, I think, you know, in their heyday, especially Mr. Perfect against Ziggler right now, who's in his heyday, uh, would be an awesome match. I don't even know who would win. Uh, I would definitely, though, go old school and pick Mr. Perfect to win this because, hey, it's simply perfect. I mean, no no other... uh, I don't know. I was a big Perfect fan, so I'm kind of really rooting for him. Uh, I'm still a Ziggler fan, but... I don't know. I, I would go old school and pick perfect. What about you? Um, you know, uh, Mr. Perfect was one of my favorites as well. But in, in this situation, I, I'm going to have to give it to Ziggler. I think Ziggler, um, even though Mr. Perfect was perfect, I think that Ziggler is a better conditioned athlete. I think that whenever it came down to actually wrestling, that, that um, you know, Dolph Ziggler went to Kent State. 
he was a um, you know a great amateur wrestler. I think he would probably wrestle circles around Mr. Perfect, and that's saying a lot. Sure. Uh, and anybody listening to it right now, tell us what your favorite dream match is. Uh, tweet us at a wrestling pod on Twitter. Facebook us on another wrestling podcast. Let us know. Uh, while you're listening to this right now, tweet us, Facebook us, uh, let us know. What's your dream match? I mean, we got a lot more dream matches to talk about, Jonathan. Uh, uh, the list is really, really endless. I mean, there's a lot of people we could talk about, but how about some factions up in there? Uh, the biggest, you know, DX versus NWO. I'm talking DX, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and the New Age Outlaws versus... Uh, the NWO consisting of Hall, Nash, Hogan, and Macho Man, I'd throw in there. Uh, what, what do you think about that one? Do you think that would be a nice Survivor Series match or what? Yeah, it would be an amazing elimination-style match. Um, in WWE's house, if you had DX versus NWO, um, judging by what you just said, I would have had to have went with the NWO. I was a huge DX fan, especially with those four guys. I think that would have been amazing, but... I would just like to see Macho, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, you know, victorious. And I would like almost, I would almost have to have them have a clean sweep. All right. Uh, it, so, yeah, because now I'm thinking about this. I'm like, well, is this the, the older NWO? But yeah, if we're talking heydays back and forth with, you know, right as the NWO started and right as like DX formed, I would definitely see NWO going over DX. But. Uh, if it was a little bit later on when DX was more popular, I would definitely love to see DX uh, over the NWO any day. Um, oh, wow, a lot, a lot of dream matches out there. Um, give me something else, Jonathan. What else? Give me another dream match. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, I'm going to give you we, an answer. I hope so. Today, it, um, everything that you can ever hear about is you know Stone Cold Steve Austin. One more match. One more match. One more match. And I'm going to even go a step further and say Mick Foley, one more match, one more match, one more match. So if you could pick anybody in today's current landscape – now, it doesn't have to be WWE. If you've got maybe a great idea of somebody on you know, uh, the Lucha Underground, if you have somebody that's in FWE, if you have somebody that's in TNA. Um, so first we'll go with Stone Cold, um, and then we'll pick it up with Foley. And then I'll, uh, I'll give you my two cents as well. Sure. Uh, well, the first thing you're probably going to want, everybody's going to think I'm going to say is CM Punk, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give you a different route uh, with Steve Austin. Uh, Steve Austin, I always thought it would be great to have the Rattlesnake versus the Viper, uh, Randy Orton, just for the whole snake play on it. Uh, the Rattlesnake versus the Viper, what better match could you have than a snake match? Um with that aspect, Steve Austin is unique in his own sense. Randy Orton is uh, certainly unique in his own sense. Little little hints of Steve Austin every now and then, but not total Steve Austin uh, with Randy Orton. But I would I would definitely love to see a Randy Orton versus Steve Austin, both in their prime, uh, kind of a match. Uh, definitely even at a WrestleMania match. I think I think it would go over great as a as a main event. Now, are you going to have Jake Roberts as a special guest referee? Only if he brings Damien uh, in his corner. So, okay, okay. Even Damien's probably really old, but Damien also in his prime. In his prime. Pre-earthquake smash. <laughs> pre-earthquake smash, smash, and pre-earth and pre-albino snake. I don't even know the name of that one. Did he just call him like Damien too, or what? I don't know. That one was. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, a good trivia question, right? It is. I, I want to say that it was called like Lucifer was his 
the the cobra. So I think that the white albino was like Genesis or something because it was when he came back after um, being born again. So uh, anybody who's out there that knows a lot more than me, please tweet us and let us know who who the snake was. That's right. Uh, I'm trying to even do a Wikipedia match, uh, a search as I'm, we're talking, and I don't think I'm going to find it. But uh, yeah, that's a good trivia question. You guys ever want to do uh, trivia with your friends? Ask them what the hell uh, was that snake called? So, uh, And you said also who? Foley? Foley, yes. Now, I'm a big Cactus Jack fan. I was a big Cactus Jack fan before Mankind. Uh, before the Dude Love, before that whole th- incarnation, I, I followed Cactus Jack from WCW to Japan, uh, back to ECW, and then into WWE. So I was always a big Cactus Jack fan, uh, if you didn't already know that. Now, to, today, are you saying, let's see, today in today's landscape, who would ca- I'm going to say Cactus Jack, uh, the Foley incarnations. Yep. Um... I know they tried doing it with Dean Ambrose a while ago. Have hit when he actually Dean Ambrose started coming up, and this was kind of when Foley was on his way out and said he couldn't wrestle ever again. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, that would kind of be interesting because uh, Dean Ambrose was a little, you know, king of CZW kind of thing, where you know he was kind of a uh, into the death matches too. So I would honestly love to see a Cactus Jack versus Dean Ambrose head to head in that kind of a match. I think that would probably play up uh, as a great main event for an ECW kind of a match or as a, in the WWE Attitude Era. I think Dean Ambrose versus Cactus Jack would probably be one of the greatest things they could have ever done. Okay. Now, I'm going to just give you mine off the top of my head. Um, once again, everyone said that Steve Austin versus Punk would be a great match, and I, I do agree with that. But I'm going to take one of the people that you just talked about, and I'm going to say Steve Austin versus Dean Ambrose. Um, I think the promos leading up to that would be great. They're similar in style and also in uh, promos. So I think that you would have like just nonstop amazing promos that people would just want to – I mean you probably wouldn't even have to have a match. They could just sit in the ring and talk, And in which case I would have like a Piper's Pit leading up to the match where the, the two of them would just be talking in the, in the ring. So that would be my Stone Cold match, and I would put – uh, I would I would say that Steve Austin would win that in both you know if Steve was in his prime and Dean was in his prime I think Steve would win that. However, when I think of Mick Foley, I am thinking currently the only person that I can see fit for wrestling Mick Foley is none other than Bray Wyatt. Um, mm. And if you can just take your time and think about, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say mankind yeah, versus, definitely. versus Bray Wyatt. So uh, you can once again imagine the the build up to that, and uh, I think it would just be unbelievable. And maybe after they they beat the the hell out of each other, they would form a tag team and um, and just dominate there. So um, I think those are two matches that aren't that far fetched that I think that could definitely have happened back in the day. Yeah, and uh, I hope they're listening to us, Jonathan. I, I, I know they're listening to us out there uh, because I, the, the ideas we have, we should be on the booking committee, Jonathan. Damn it. Uh, they need to do a lot of these dream matches before a lot of these guys get older. Um, but uh, as you see with Sting and Taker, we're kind of almost off the boat on that match right there. But uh, there's so many other matches. Uh, let's talk a little bit about family real quick because family's played a big part in wrestling. Uh, you know, we've had Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania. Um, uh, I would love to 
least I would hope they would have this match before uh, Goldust heads on his uh, way out, but even though he's probably better now than he has ever been, it's kind of hard to say if he'll ever leave right now, but Goldust versus Cody, uh, I would totally mark out to see at a WrestleMania. This is only for a WrestleMania match. Brother versus Brother Hell, throw Daddy on in there as a special guest referee. Um, I think these two would put on a phenomenal match. Goldust right now... Uh, is honestly probably better than he was in his prime uh, when he first started. Uh, and now with Cody, you know, Cody's still in his prime too. So even, you know, having them wrestle right now, I think would be really good. And I hope they don't wait too long for it because these guys can still put on one hell of a match. And uh, I know they got a good thing going with the Dust Brothers kind of thing, Stardust, Goldust, whatever. Um, but if they ever eventually split, they need a one-on-one kind of a match. What do you think about that? Yeah, is it? I've got to ask you: Is it Goldust versus Cody Rhodes, or is it Goldust, Goldust versus Stardust? Ah, uh, good question. I mean, I honestly, I don't know how long the Stardust gimmick's gonna last. But if if the day comes where Cody just needs to break away from it, it would have to be Cody Rhodes versus Goldust. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm fifty fifty with Stardust. I mean, it's fun sometimes, and then sometimes I'm like, I wish he was just Dusty uh, Cody Rhodes uh, with his uh, old uh, plastic face mask on when he was doing brilliant promos like that. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I totally agree. I think this is the match that that they've both been kind of campaigning for for years and years and years, and I, I hope that it does happen on the big stage at WrestleMania. And I definitely would like to see Cody win that just because it would kind of um what's the word that i'm looking for it would just show people that cody is you know he's got the goods and um i think that they would put on one heck of a match and like you said throw dusty in there's maybe uh outside you know official or whatever you have to have him there but yeah sure sure. yeah and i want to send a little challenge to anybody listening right now if you're listening to any of the matches we're talking about whether it be cody versus goldust ziggler versus perfect sting versus taker uh and so on and so forth if you guys film it on wwe 2k 15 uh send it to us we will tweet it we'll post it we will be like hey this is the match we talked about so uh Maybe you can get featured on anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, Jonathan. So tell tell the people out there that uh, try it up. You're gonna you got the game. You're gonna do it anyway. So just film it and uh, send it to us because that would probably be cool to see some of the matches we're talking about. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna talk real briefly about this, and maybe um, we'll have a different match than than what um, I'm thinking of. But this one happened at WrestleMania 20. And it's probably uh, one of the most talked about matches of all time. We had Stone Cold Steve Austin as the guest referee, and we had none other than Brock Lesnar, the one in the twenty-one and one versus Goldberg. So that match, to me, um, they had a really good build-up to it, but unfortunately, Goldberg was leaving the WWE shortly after that match, and so was Brock Lesnar. So it to me will always go down as probably the worst match I've ever seen in my life. And it had such good potential. And I think that as far as dream matches go, that is the one that I will always say, um, was less of a dream and more of a nightmare. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You know, when you first said that, I was thinking of other things. And as soon as you said WrestleMania 20, uh, 
Yeah, uh, it, you know, both of those names, you think, you know, you have nothing but a great main event right there, um, and it just ended up being a stink fest. Um, I don't know. Who knows what happened, what went wrong? I guess the guys were both on the way out. They just didn't really care, didn't have the heart for it anymore. Um, many, many options. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, where you think you have something good, and it turns out like that. Uh, but speaking of Goldberg, uh, every time... This man, every time the stupid, I'm stupid, he's stupid, whatever, Ryback, every time he comes out, he keeps getting the Goldberg chant. Uh, do you think a Goldberg versus Ryback match would even be worth it right now? Um, or back in their heydays? Or or what? Do you think we would even see this um, one more time? Or is it just not worth it? You know, it's one of those things that there is a certain appeal to it. Um, I would like to see Goldberg back in WWE. I have a feeling that he'll get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame at some point, in which case they would probably bring him back. And I see no better opponent for Goldberg than Ryback. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with Ryback. I don't have a problem with Goldberg. I think that they are what they are. You didn't watch Goldberg for great technical matches. You don't watch Ryback for those. You watch them just because they're massive guys that have, you know, unbelievable strength. And um, even some, uh, you know, athletic ability to to see Ryback prance around with somebody on his back that is, you know, twice his weight is just unbelievable. So I think that back in their heyday, you're going to have to give the win to Goldberg. But in today's landscape, you can definitely see Goldberg passing the torch to Ryback. And, uh, yeah, I, I would I would call that a dream match. And I would say that, yeah, you've got some good you've got something good there. Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of matches to talk about. Um, dream matches, that is. Uh, now that I think about it more, it would be set, we set up the challenge for people listening to you know send us a video. I kind of want to do that now uh, and see what we come up with and uh, maybe even film it and put it on uh, our YouTube page. But uh, wow, I mean, there's so many things that have happened. Even just dreaming of like either like a, a Bruno San Martino versus John Cena right now. Um, you know, like the what if? What if you know? Both of them, the primes, wrestled today. What would happen? Um, it's just one of those things. You know, what if? What would you want to see? Um, it's an endless list of I wish, I wish, I want, I want. Uh, sometimes you get it. But uh, I don't know. What else uh, What else is there out there, Jonathan, that you know we could think of as a dream match before we uh, head on over and talk to John Morrison? Well, I mean, if you, if you think of... John Morrison. He was uh, a big part of WWE for a long time. I would definitely say that John Morrison versus anybody from like Sami Zayn down in NXT wow, would be yeah. a, a great match. I think John Morrison going against um, you know uh, Seth Rollins. They kind of have this, this, a similar style um, as far as aerial moves and whatnot. So um, yeah, I, I think that. It's great to do this, and it, it's a good exercise for people who, you know, you, not too long ago we we saw the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. That was a dream match. I think that as long as there's up and comers that are making a name for themselves, you're always going to have these dream matches. And lucky for us that you know you can go to these independent promotions around the world and you can actually see some of these dream matches. Um, I, I think that there's you know the the biggest ones are are have probably already happened or the time has passed where it's not going to happen we're never going to see steve austin versus hogan we're probably not going to see hogan versus cena um you know but we could still see some of these sleeper matches as i call them and um i i look forward to it i you know 
had Daniel Bryan's arrival in WWE been a little bit sooner, we saw Steamboat versus Jericho. I would have loved to have seen Daniel Bryan versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he's older now, but, I mean, damn, he's kept in uh, good shape, and uh, it would be it'd be nice to see what else he could do. But uh, that's the thing. I guess that's what's great about being a Mark, being a fan of pro wrestling, uh, you know, just coming up with these dream matches. And even, I guess, what's lucky today is that these kids have these video games on Xbox. Kids, listen to me, I sound like I'm old. Uh, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation, all the stuff that, you know, they get to play these games that are so realistic and that you can actually have like Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan, CM Punk versus Steve Austin or whatever. Uh, and you can play it now and that's kind of the fun part I guess about being a fan and being able to live through it kind of uh, in the imaginary landscape of video games. But it's also great to think about. Like I said, if we mentioned anybody you kind of want to see fight, film it on the video game and send it to us and we'll post it up. Uh, it's fun to talk about though, Jonathan, it's always great to, you know, have a little debate. Like you pick one side, I pick another side and see who would really win on the, the outcome of that. But it's always a great discussion. Yeah. And you know what, like you said, we really want you guys that, that listen to the show to be interactive with us. So, you know, talk to us on Facebook, send us a tweet. Um, we're on Instagram, you know, just let us know what you, you think about some of these matches, what your dream matches are, matches that you've seen that you couldn't believe that you that, that actually happened um and we'll post and feature some of the greatest uh tweets and responses that we get that's right guys don't forget uh if you're listening to this right now another wrestling com. it has all the links we talked about no need to repeat them just go to the one spot our mothership if you will of uh the land of the links um it, everything's on there but uh Jonathan, how are we going to get this interview with uh, John Morrison, uh, Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan, if you will? Because, uh, you know, we're having a little bit of a problem. Yeah, well, my my source um, told us tonight that he would be at the gym during the time that we are going to interview him. So Not the my, gym. The gym no, right over there. No, not that gym. Another gym? Another? And other, yes, another gym. So – um, I think that right now we are going to have to um, take a break until we can actually get into the gym and uh, get this interview with, with John Morrison. And like I said, we do this for you guys. Do I like going into the gym, chasing down these wrestlers? No, I don't specifically enjoy this, but we're going to do it for you. That's right. Do I like going to the gym and working out? Obviously not. So uh, let's let's head on over there. Hopefully we don't get kicked out. Um, let's, go, let's go talk to... Uh, the Friday night, the Wednesday night, the Monday night, uh, the the Prince of Parkour, uh, you know, John Morrison. Today we have none other than I'm going to take a deep breath here. The Guru of Greatness. The Monday, Tuesday, Friday night delight, the new face of extreme, the prince of parkour, the shaman of sexy, the honcho of hotness, Jomo, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, but more importantly, John Hennigan. John, thanks for being on the show with us. Hello, the new production. Yeah, Johnny Mundo, now currently the Wednesday night delight, slowly taking over your entire week. <laughs> Great to be on the show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Um, now, as we just mentioned, uh, you're currently wrestling as Johnny Mundo for Lucha Underground. How does it feel to be back on television wrestling? 
Um, great. You know, wrestling is my first love. I loved watching it when I was a kid, and it's something that I've always liked doing, and I miss it a lot. Being away from WWE um, and then starting to do it again made me realize why the hell I got into wrestling in the first place because it's freaking awesome. And, um, yeah, Lucha Underground couldn't be happier to be a part of that project. Wednesday nights on El Rey. Check your local cable listings. A lot of people are mentioning that L.A. is hard for them to find. For those people, I'll say, you're being lazy. Look harder. <laughs> hey, now, uh, John, uh, do you feel that Lucha Underground can be a top competitor to the other mainstream companies going today, and why? I feel like it absolutely can and probably already is a top competitor to the other mainstream companies that are going on today. Um, first of all, they've got Johnny Mundo, <laughs> which everybody is talking about. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. It's a, it's a fusion of a lot of really cool things. Lucha, WWE, Ring Psychology, me, Chavo, Ezekiel Jackson, now known as Big Rick, and Phoenix, Drago, Prince Puma, some of the best luchadors currently wrestling on the planet. And add to that, the gritty action film vibe of Robert Rodriguez and uh, B.O. Ray Network in general, and it's a, it's a pretty awesome show. I've, I've watched it. I've got a lot of positive feedback from former, from, from my friends on the current WWE roster, former WWE people, and, um, and also my family. You know, my mom's a big fan, too, so if my mom, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> and the Miz all like it, got to say, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> there you go. Now, it sounds like you're currently at the gym. Uh, which isn't too shocking to uh, most of our listeners out there. You are, dare I say, one of the most gifted athletes around. Uh, could you let your fr- your fans know a little bit about what in the what a day in the life of you is like? Um, you know, I know that you do the out of your mind fitness. Um, is that what you're currently doing as well? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, a day in the life of Johnny Mundo. Um, live in Los Angeles. I I hit the gym every day and usually go do something like parkour, boxing, some kind of stunt fighting later in the day. So uh, today I did my stunt fighting catch early. I'm hitting back and biceps right now, out of your mind, level five, which is a really hard workout. And I'm kind of being lazy because I'm talking on the phone and wrestling way too much in between sets. Out of your mind fitness, for those of you listening not familiar with it, is a functional fitness program developed by me and a friend of mine named Jeff Carrier, that trains people to go from doing just regular bodyweight squats and push-ups to insane exercises like one-arm pull-ups, frog stand, handstand push-ups, and quadruped push-ups. And the reason that it works is because you're adding difficulty to exercises that involve movement. Most traditional bodybuilding routines are about adding weight to stuff. If you want more information about adding mind fitness, Go to www.ooymfitness.com and check it out there for more information. All right. Uh, now, uh, Jonathan, uh, we recently joined forces with FWE in New York City. Uh, you're currently the FWE heavyweight champion for them. Uh, How is it like working with FWE, and what does the championship down there in New York City mean to you? I think it's really great. It's a lot of times it's, it's a refreshing to find an independent promotion that takes the promotion seriously, they bring in the, the most talented wrestlers on the current independent roster, and uh, every time they've got great crowds with great energy. 
So I couldn't be more excited to, uh, to be working with WWE. Super pumped to be their champion. Now, John, uh, you were a winner of on uh, WWE Tough Enough 3 and went on to do huge things in wrestling. Do you think that Tough Enough is still needed, or is WWE doing a good job creating stars with the new Performance Center and NXT? You know, it's interesting because you can teach about NXT and then come up on the main roster for WWE, but Tough Enough captures a different portion of a wrestler's career than NXT does. I, I love Tough Enough. I'm obviously, I love it. That's where I came from. But I, I think it's a really cool show to watch. I watched it before I even like, started wrestling, before I submitted a tape to Tough Enough. I watched season one, and I, I thought to myself, you know what, I can do that better than those guys. <laughs> and they uh, submitted a tape. I think it's not necessary for the success of sports entertainment to have Tough Enough. I don't think that the WWE necessarily needs Tough Enough to create stars. But I'm a fan of the show, and it'd be cool if they brought it back. Okay, now, when you, you won Tough Enough 3, and you got sent down to Ohio Valley Wrestling, which was the, the basically the NXT of its day, uh, who all were you down there with at that time? The Bashams, Doug and Danny Bashams, Nick Dinsmore. Um, Rob Conway was down there. Rob Conway like, uh, taught me a lot about, about being a heel. He was a big influence on heel Johnny Blaze down at OBW. Um, then uh, I tagged with Matt Capitelli, the other winner of Tough Enough, and uh, Joey Mercury came down about a, a year into me being there, and um, I started tagging with him and learned tons and tons from, uh, from Joey Mercury. Man, there's a ton of people down there at the time. Um, Vic Delicious is down there, the real deal, Rob Steele, Aaron Stevens, he's not on Damian Sandow, Sean O'Hare was down there. Um, Roadkill, Dreamer was, uh, <laughs> was the head of top relations for a while. I was down there. Those are good times. Always good to hear Dreamer stories. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I like Flash Lanigan. Like, dude, I, I, I can't even remember who went off the top of my head. But there's a lot of people down there. All right. Uh, after achieving success in OVW, you, Melina, and uh, Joey Mercury were called up to SmackDown, and you even won the tag titles from Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Uh, how was that moment for you? Yeah, dude, like that specific match, the debut in MSG with Eminem, Melina, and Joey Mercury, and wrestling Eddie and Ray, maybe like my career highlight, one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in my life. And um, yeah, it felt like that I hit the big time. Over the course of your wrestling career, me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people would um, echo these sentiments, you find that there's moments that you remember over the course of your career that you think about sometimes when you're on a treadmill or walking or driving, and uh, your mind races back to how that moment felt, and that's one of those moments for me. Now, speaking of one of those moments, uh, this is another end of that spectrum, but you and Mercury fought the Hardys at Armageddon, uh, during that match, Joey Mercury got blasted in the face with a ladder in what is probably the worst injury that I, I've personally seen in professional wrestling. Do you ever, did you like rewatch that moment with him or what, what was going through your mind when you saw that happen? You know, we never sat down and watched it together. Um, like, <laughs> when, I, when I was in that match, I remember that moment and I was standing across from him and the ladder hit both of us. I didn't realize how bad it hit him and um, that I got really lucky. And I rolled out of the ring thinking like, 
stand up ladder hurt way more than it should have. And then I rolled back out, and I remember looking up like a minute later and trying to figure out where Joey went. And I looked up, and I saw him walking up the ramp. I had no idea, like, what happened to him, how bad the injury was. And um, then I walked over to the other side of the ring, like, a few minutes later and saw that there was just blood pooled all over the ring, outside the ring. And when I got backstage, like, his face looked like a mummy. He'd been wrapped with gauze. And um, Melina and I, like, drove to the hospital and waited for him all night. They had to stitch up his cartilage and stitch up his skin on top of his cartilage. He was messed up. And um, I saw that footage back. I've watched it several, several times now. Yeah, it was, yeah, it sucks, dude. It was messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, Joey got released in 20, 2007, uh, which gave you the opportunity to go out on your own. Uh, you won several titles, including the ECW Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, did any one of those titles mean more to you? It's hard to say if like, a title means more than another title because at the end of the day, it's the moments that mean the most. I mean, defending the IC title against Rey Mysterio was a, was a huge moment for me. Um, winning the tag titles with Joey from Eddie and Ray was a huge moment for me. My favorite moment with the ECW title was losing it to CM Punk in Cincinnati. I thought that was our, our best match. <laughs> I felt like that moment felt better to me than winning it. Um, but tagging with Miz also had some, some great moments. Beating Kofi and Punk for the, the, um, the tag titles with Miz was a cool moment. Um, it, which title means more, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's something for you guys to argue about and decide. For me, I was happy to win all of them, and um, I'm proud of uh, all those achievements. You've been in several movies since uh, your WWE departure. What should our listeners be watching that has you in it? All right, first of all, this has been the third most popular Hercules movie of 2014. Don't know if you guys have heard about it, Hercules Reborn, starring me. Um, I saw, saw The Rocket Gold Venice a few weeks ago, and we had a funny conversation about Hercules movies. Um, the uh, other stuff that I've been doing, I did a movie called Russell Madness that comes out in March. It's about a talking Jack Russell Terrier that wants to be a pro wrestler. So he's a, the bad wrestler in that movie. He licks the hammer in the mouth. Um, that one is uh, it's a kid's movie. It was really fun, though. I just finished a movie called Into the Storm, which is about artificial intelligence becoming sentient, in a sense, aware, and trying to kill humans because it knows too much. And uh, in that movie, I was, I was the lead. I played a good android who tried to protect the world against evil AI and evil androids. Um, that was super fun. We, we just wrapped. And um, the coolest thing I've done, I think, is uh, in post-production. It's called Boom the Bounty Hunter. It's a movie about a narcissistic reality show bounty hunter who uses parkour to boom celebrities. Boom means tackle. So the beginning of the movie is me tackling Kevin Sorbo and um, tackling other celebrities and stuff until the show gets canceled and Boone decides to go to Mexico to save the show by booning a real criminal. And um, when that's done, that's the coolest thing that I've ever done. It's, uh, it's written by me, produced by me, and then also the theme of very hardworking and passionate creative people. Um, that's the thing I'm, I'm most excited about. Look it up on IMDb, look me up on IMDb, and um, as soon as I have a trailer or anything from Boone for everybody to watch, I'll post that shit and tweet it and tell you guys to look it up. <laughs> you got it. Awesome. Now, your old partner, The Miz, has also been in a few movies. Um, since, you know, during your run together, there was a thing where he started to call you the Genetti of the group. Um, what are your thoughts on, on being the Genetti of The Miz and Morrison? We both call each other the Genetti. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, time will tell who the Genetti is. 
And uh, if you wanted to analyze it a little more closely, I still feel like I'm the Michaels. Michaels took about four years off of his career. I've taken some time off my career, and uh, I feel like at the end of the day, that's what people can make that call. But right now, it's still the middle of the game. All right. Now, uh, John, if you got to come back to WWE today, uh, is there somebody that you would love to be working with right now? Love working with Joey Mercer. <laughs> He's made of it in raw. That would be good for him, man. Um, that's, it's really cool to see Joey back on TV. You know, the guys that, like, uh, that, are, that are my friends that I've, I've always enjoyed working with, Ziggler, Kofi, Zack Ryder. Is Zack still employed? Do you guys know? Is he employed by the WWE? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> because I, I don't see him on TV anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those those guys would be cool. Uh, it would be cool to wrestle Cena. If he would ever turn heel, I think he should definitely turn heel. That would be great. Um, if Daniel Bryan gets healthy, I'd like to wrestle him some more. Um, let's see. Ambrose uh, would, would be a fun to work. Rollins would be great to work in the ring. He's super talented. He's just a little bit of a diva, so it would be a pain to figure stuff out with him. Um, yeah, Triple H would be, would be cool to work with. I, you know, I, going back, like, WWE's got, like, some of the most talented guys um, anywhere. And uh, working with, with any of them would be really cool. Although the people that I'm with now in Lucha Underground, same thing. Like, working with uh, Big Rick, Chavo Guerrero, Prince Puma, I believe is as talented, if not more talented, than anyone on the current WWE roster. And um, having a chance to push myself to the physical limits of my ability by wrestling Prince Fuma, Phoenix, Drago, all the luchadors, it's been really cool, really cool for me in uh, Lucha Underground. And the stuff that is going to be coming out is just going to start upping the ante further and further with that show. So I'm kind of super excited about that. And uh, yeah, I, for me, like, there's no end-all, be-all wrestling. Wrestling exists between the performer, what's happening in the ring, and the crowd. And if those ingredients are right, that's the, what's going to create the moment that I'm going to be proud of, that I'm going to remember, that hopefully people in the crowd are going to remember and think to themselves, that was awesome and I want to tell somebody about it. Now, uh, you're speaking of some of the your opponents in Lucha Underground, uh, one of my favorites who I think that is definitely underrated and I'd love to see a couple matches between you guys is the former Matt Cross, M-Dog 20, and current Ooh. son of Havoc. Uh, are you, uh, have you got to mix it up with him yet, or are you uh, looking forward to doing that? I'm a big fan of his. I was like a fan of his work when he was M-Dog 22, and a super, super talented guy, and I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but um, so of Paddock is a hilarious dude. Again, making people laugh and catering all day. He's like funny to be around, good positive energy in the locker room and talented in the ring. So I love the opportunity to uh, to work with him. Now let me ask you a question about Son of Havoc. Yes. Who do you think Havoc is? That's a good. That's a good question. Are we going to see Havoc? Is my question. I'm ask, I'm answering your question with a question. Do you want to see Havoc? I just answered your question, and you answered my question with another question. <laughs> I go back and forth on this all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm completely stumped on who Havoc is. Well, you don't even have to know. You just have to make something up. 
That's what I've been doing this whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're the, it's no um, secret you've been talking about current wrestlers and stuff, so you are probably still currently watching the product. Uh, the WWE Network is a huge new way for people that may have not seen your body of work before to go back and see it now. So if if you had the chance to suggest one thing for people to watch um, that that had you in it in WWE, what would it be? Stuff. Like asking Jeff Fox what his favorite redneck joke is. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd say if you want to watch a false Kevin anywhere match, watch me versus Sheamus, watch me versus Miz, um, watch any of me versus Punk. I wish they had some of Biden Ziggler matches from our, uh, our European tours on, on the network because those live event matches were epic and I don't think they exist anywhere. Um, and, any of that stuff. Like, uh, there's, there's tons of stuff. I, I imagine the WWE Network is the kind of thing you could start watching and. <laughs> And turn around and check the clock and realize you just spent two weeks watching wrestling. Yeah. Without even knowing it. But, um, yeah, go on there and check out a bunch of stuff. Tweet me at the Bill Morrison. Let me know what you think of my stuff on the WWE Network. <laughs> now, we know you're currently on Lucha Underground, but I know you get asked this every interview. Uh, and we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't ask you right now. Is there going to be a John Morrison return one day to WWE by any chance? I don't know. You know, um, right now I'm really happy with Lucha Underground, and I, I feel like I'm in on the ground floor of an organization that is just developing, and it's growing into something that could change the industry, could create competition in a way that we haven't seen since WCW. I don't know what's going to happen with Lucha Underground, but right now I'm very happy with the promotion, the town, and the, the people behind it, and it's, it's in Los Angeles, which is my hometown. Um, so I'm happy with where I am. I was happy with WWE too. The uh, the biggest stage of them all is WWE, and um, what the future holds for me, I'm uh, just kind of living it day by day right now, living in the moment. To quote Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it, it it really just depends on a lot of things that I, I can't tell. All right. Now, um, you're currently on another wrestling podcast. It's our podcast. We try every week to get the best talent out there. But this week has been a very crazy week for podcasts. Um, It's a huge topic of discussion. Colt Cabana had CM Punk on, and last night on the network, Steve Austin had none other than Vince McMahon. Do you, as a wrestler, listen to any of these podcasts? And if you did listen to either of those podcasts, what were your thoughts on those? Um, I haven't had time to listen to either of them, although I've heard a lot about both, and um, I am planning on listening to both. So if you'd ask me that question in a couple of days, I'd probably have a lot of stuff to say about Punk's interview and Vince's interview. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to hearing both of them. Which is better, parkour or CrossFit? CrossFit sucks. Parkour. You know the answer to that question before you even asked it. Parkour, of course. Uh, who's your favorite actor? Jackie Chan. You were in school. You. Uh, this may be a little-known John Morrison fact, but you actually studied geology. So other than Dwayne Johnson, what is your favorite rock? Gold. <laughs> favorite door song? Ooh, that's a tough one. 
Right on the storm. Hard fire. That's a tough, situation. You're with the ladies, right on the storm. If you're at the club, maybe a break on through remix. Well, come on, baby, light my fire. What are your thoughts on Kevin Sorbo? Um, dude is freaking hilarious. A nice guy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the, he said about stuff in the media recently, but... I had a chance to work with him on Blue the Bounty Hunter and can tell you firsthand, super nice guy, very like a down to earth, not judgmental, was a pleasure to work with me and everybody on set laughed, including me, and um, I, I think he's a great kid. <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, favorite movie? Oh yeah, one more thing about Kevin, Kevin Sorbo. I, I think that Ben and Jerry's should release a flavor called Kevin Sorbet. I don't know what it would be, but just for some reason, they got that fun. <laughs> well, right. if anybody from Ben and Jerry's is listening to this podcast, get on that right now. <laughs> and a uh, favorite movie? Rumble in the Bronx. Okay, and lastly, what is your favorite John Morrison nickname? <laughs> Go with the Monday night. Strike that. The Wednesday night delight. Once again, thank you, John Hennigan, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, for joining us today on another wrestling podcast. Uh, great guy to talk to. Uh, crazy time at the gym, Jonathan. Crazy time. Yeah, I mean, once again, I can't tell you the links that we go to to make sure that we entertain you guys. And we'll keep doing this as long as you guys keep listening. That's right, guys. Uh, once again, though, we also want to restate that we will be the official media source for all things FWE-related. Uh, guys, head on over to FWEWrestling.com. A lot of things are happening. Uh, a lot of things are going to be happening in 2015, uh, the least to say about this, Jonathan. We're going to be you know, delivering a lot of free video content, exclusive interviews, uh, anything from rumors to news to anything that we find out FWE, we will be talking about. So make sure you head on over to our site. Uh, check out the news section with FWE has its own section on there. You can stay uh, stay in tuned to FWE that's happening in New York City, one of the biggest promotions in the Northeast. We want to thank you for listening today. We are an independent podcast. Every week we create something for you to listen to and it's absolutely free. We are a wrestling podcast for wrestling fans because after all, we are wrestling fans. If you enjoyed the show today, here are some ways you can help us out. First off, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes. While you're there, rate us and give us a good review. Why not? If you're looking for more AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com to find out more about upcoming guests and where we will be. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and buy an official AWP shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com slash Another Wrestling Podcast. We couldn't do this show without you. So tune in next week for <sighs> Another Wrestling Podcast. Another Wrestling Podcast.